to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. Hello and welcome to the first episode ever of the Stateside Soccer Show, part of the Stoppage Time Soccer Show Network. Uh, We are here to break down MLS, USL, Americans Abroad, U.S. Men's National Team, anything that's going on in the world of American soccer. We will talk about it. Uh, Today we're talking about week 15 of MLS um, after they have, you know, come back from the MLS's back tournament, they've resumed their season. They're playing in the local markets, for anybody that doesn't know. And uh, we got some games to talk about. I am Jordan Wiegand, and I have uh, a guest today, Rich Gergen. Hey, what's up? All right, so uh, I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Um, nice day outside, and... Just generally, good day. Yeah, it is a pretty nice day out here. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday morning. Beautiful sunny day here in Maryland. I'm sure, you know, Philly's only an hour and a half away, so I'm sure it's probably around the same uh, temperature, yeah. same sky, pretty much. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's get into it. So the first game that there was yesterday was Orlando City versus the New York Red Bulls. Uh, and... Uh, I watched this one uh, before the Union game, actually. And Orlando City win 3-1. to one. They actually leapfrog the Union now into second place of the East. And second place for Supporter Shield, actually. Uh, so 24 minutes in, Bright DK scores um, for Orlando. 50 minutes in, Junior Urso scores for Orlando. Uh, 54 minutes in, Valois scores for Red Bulls, and then Carlos scores for Orlando in the 90, um, 90th minute uh, that was actually caught off sides originally. And then VAR had to override that, and that was pretty much right at the end of the game to seal it. So, uh, like I said, Orlando now leapfrogs the Philadelphia Union. Uh, the Union had a lot... Um, they actually had a lot going for them yesterday until their actual game. Uh, but uh, the Orlando is actually now Toronto has leapfrogged in the second. Orlando's in third and Philly has dropped a fourth in the East and in uh, the supporter shield race due to yesterday's results. Um, Rich, we, we both lived in Orlando. Uh, we lived, uh, you lived there before. 
they joined the league. But uh, it seems that Orlando was, you know, perpetually a really bad team. And this year with Oscar Perea, they've been, you know, they made the MLS's back final. They have uh, a nine-game unbeaten streak right now. I'm sure all the Orlando fans down there are loving it. Uh, just uh, now, of course, it's bad for the union, but I guess good for the union as well in the sense of <laughs> Orlando beats the dreaded rival New York Red Bulls. Your thoughts on Red Bulls, Orlando, anything you want to talk about this game, you're good to go. Uh, uh, yeah, so I actually wasn't able to uh, like watch this game. I was um, in the middle of something else, but... Anytime that the Red Bulls lose is a very good day because I, being a Union fan, we're, we we don't like the Red Bulls at all. So the, anytime they lose, no matter who it is, it's always a good day in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Agreed. Uh, Atlanta United played against D.C. United. Uh, it was a battle of the Uniteds uh, mm. next up. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's just say Atlanta has not been good this season. DC has not been good this season. But uh, DC is so bad that Atlanta wins 4 0. Gallagher scores four minutes in. Brooks Lennon scores a great goal 41 minutes in. 65 minutes in, Gallagher scores again. And 70th minute, Adam Yan scores. Now, here's an interesting thing that happened in this game as well. DC subbed in somebody that wasn't in the 18. They weren't on the bench officially. And it took around 10 minutes for everybody to sort out what to do. Um, After the game, Ben Olsen did not want to answer questions about it. In fact, he said he doesn't want to answer questions about it and put the blame on anybody. I feel like this has to be blamed on Ben Olsen if I am going to play the blame game here because let's just think about this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the coach's job to set the lineup, set the bench, and turn that into the refs. So I feel like that would be on his end, but uh, just comical from DC United who have only had two wins all season long. I think it's time for Ben Olsen out. I know my dad's a DC United fan. He asks every day. My dad asks, "Why does Ben Olson still have a job? Uh, he's been there for about ten years, close to ten years. I think it's seven or eight years now. And uh, they've had some ups. They won the U.S. Open Cup in like 2013, but other than that, they've been uh, really, really down. And this year, they've been really, really down without Wayne Rooney and Luciano mm-hmm. Acosta." Kind of another rival to the to Philadelphia Union. Does it make you smile, Rich, uh, to see DC lose four nil? Yeah, it does. Any t- any t- like, even though we don't really have a derby up here for Philadelphia, kind of like it's the Battle of '95, since they're kind of yeah. like downward on '95, and then New York is north, so we have kind of like an equal ri- rivalry with both um, United. With DC and uh, New York, and with DC, they were the first game. They were the first uh, game against the Union at home, so there's always been kind of like that little bit of a rivalry. Yeah, so, it seems like we always face each other in the Open Cup too. Yeah, <laughs> a few of those matches. 
Yeah, I remember I was at one at uh, I went to uh, with my dad to DC United versus Red uh, versus uh, Philadelphia Union at the M- uh, Maryland Soccerplex, which is where DC used to have their Open Cup games, and it was uh, I went to penalties, and it was back when we had like Latou and Nowak was coach, and uh, I, I remember Peter Nowak got like a red card. <laughs> yeah. And Latou, I think, missed the penalty to uh, in in stoppage to, in, like in the uh, in the shootout to, and we lost. That was a brutal game. Um, let's move on to Montreal Impact Two, Chicago Fire Two. Not much to say about this. Uh, I mean, four goals, but like it doesn't really affect much of the standings. Fifteen minutes in, Barrick scores for Chicago. Twenty-two minutes in, Lapalainen scores for Montreal. Then it's Maxi Aruti, 67 minutes in, to give the fire, I mean, Montreal the lead again, uh, or lead for the first time, actually, sorry. And then Calvo scores 73 minutes in to tie it up for Chicago and earn the draw. Not much to say there. And guess what? Not much to say about the next one. New England Revolution, zero. Nashville, zero. Not much going on in those games. Let's get to the big game, the one we were both very excited for, Toronto FC over the Philadelphia Union. Uh, did not turn out the way we wanted to. Started brightly. Started brightly. Five minutes in, Sergio Santos scores. And a lovely little finish there, awesome. actually. <laughs> lovely. Uh, how, what's your thoughts on Santos up there? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit further south, so I'm not sure how the Philadelphia you know area or fans are uh, on Santos. But... Uh, I thought he was really good in the MLS's back tournament, and he's continued to be very well afterwards. Uh, I think yeah. that was a really good finish. Yeah, he's had a good. Yeah, he's had a good season from um, through the MLS back tournament and with the return to the actual schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, we. I mean, I've I've liked Santos, so I I can't speak for a lot of other people. I know. I know, like, sometimes when we get new players, like, like you get a lot of criticism of them, but I mm-hmm. enjoyed Santos. And that go- and his, and the new blonde hair, like, that's a whole... Like, I was like... Wait, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new haircut. He's, he's, a man, he's had a lot of different hairstyles over the past uh, few years, so... Hopefully this one brings him some good luck. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. Uh, 58 minutes. It didn't bring us luck as a team, though. 58 minutes in, Akinola scores for Toronto. And 76 minutes in, the Union completely leave, unmarked in the center of the box, Pozuelo, who is pretty much probably going to be one of the MVPs or MVP of MLS this season. Defense is usually our strong suit. Uh, This was kind of frustrating that we just let it go like this. But I will say this is, you know, this is a, uh, a top team. They're now the second team in the East and uh, second team in MLS right now, as the East is very strong, it seems, this year. And it was, uh, you know, it was an away game. Yeah, it wasn't in Toronto because of COVID. It was in Hartford, Connecticut. But, um, you know, it is it is what it is. Uh you know, I think we play again on Wednesday, uh, so I think we're uh, in a good spot. Totally, it just it hurts to fall from second place to uh, 
to fourth in in a span of a day here because we also had uh, the next one of our other games we're going to talk about. Columbus drew, and we would have been able to get a little bit closer to Columbus if we had won. Yeah, we. I mean, we almost had a, that chance. It was in the thirtieth uh, minute with Montero, but it, it yeah. was close. I was just I was on the edge of my seat, like screaming at the TV at this point, like like what's going on and. And just to talk about that defense earlier with that Pozuelo go, I mean, Shabilko, he was the closest defender, but he wasn't even that close. It was like they're leaving too many openings. That's the problem with was that was the problem with our defense last night. There were yeah open spaces, and we need to really learn to tighten it up a little bit. But uh. yeah, good thing is, uh, you know. You know, we'll definitely make the playoffs with the way everything's leaning out. They have like 10 teams each conference getting into this. But uh, it would have been nice to, you know, and it is nice to be kind of near the top here to kind of challenge for a supporter shield, maybe get a trophy that way, you know, before, uh, you know, uh, instead of having to relying on, you know, winning MLS's Cup, uh, MLS Cup. Um. So yep. the next game here was Houston Houston Dynamo versus Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Sporting Kansas City won that one two to one. Uh, Polito scores in the thirty fourth minute. He scores again in the seventy third minute with a really great goal. And in the eighty fourth minute, uh, Junk, uh, Junka scores for uh, Houston. So uh, that that's a rivalry, Sporting KC versus Houston. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Good to see Houston lose. I don't really like Houston that much. So, <laughs> oh man, expansion team Inter Miami faced off against NYCFC. The Union just beat Miami a few days ago, um, but NYCFC win that one three to two. There was some controversy in this one. Four minutes in, uh, Mit uh, Mitritra uh, Mitrita, sorry, scores for NYCFC. Twenty-seven minutes in. Morgan scores for Miami. Then 35 minutes in, Tinner Holm scores for NYCFC. 38 minutes in, Morgan scores for Miami again. Really great goal. And then 43 minutes in, so all the goals are before halftime. Um, Rita scores again for NYCFC. There was a third third Miami goal that was scored like in the 80-some minute, 90-some minute. It was wiped out due to offsides. It was the correct call. Uh, but that game also included a torrential downpour um uh, that was that was just crazy like it was right after they had scored that goal before they called it back the rain just got so much heavier you could even see it on tv just when it changed from kind of lighter to heavier <laughs> it's pretty cool um let's talk a little bit about inner miami they're one of the most expensive squads in mls they just got uh gonzalo higuain uh from juventus they got blaze matuidi from juventus uh, you know, Higuain just had that awful penalty miss against the Union last week. And, uh, it, it you know, is this a failure? They have, I, I think they've just lost three straight games with this. So, is this seen as a, a failure, Rich? This is David Beckham's team, a perennial winner in David Beckham, fielding an expensive team, and they cannot get the job done. I just don't. I don't understand. You would think, like, when they, because like, it is David Beckham's team, and they have all these signs. You would think that they would be like up there challenging, right? Like the top teams, but they're just, oh, they're just consistently not 
there. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah, so they've lost the last three games. It's, and four four losses in the last five, so not they're not the not the greatest inaugural season, unfortunately. I'm pretty sure they have the worst inaugural season. When they lost their first five games, I think it was. That was the first time that's ever happened in MLS history or something. So well, there they're, they're just breaking records uh, left and right for, for terrible things. Um, Minnesota United uh, beat FC Cincinnati, an expansion team from last year. And they win that one 2-0. Uh, Kamara uh, with a penalty kick. In the 16th minute and 69 minute, Kevin Molino, former Orlando player, scores for Minnesota to make it 2-0. Uh, FC Dallas versus Columbus Crew. We talked a little bit about this. Um, crew were top of Supporter Shield standings. They still are. They gain a point from this game. But 38 minutes in, uh, Barrio scores for FC Dallas. Gets to halftime. Right after halftime, Columbus equalized through Mokter. Uh, then we get 53rd minute in Ziegler gets a penalty for Dallas to make it two one Dallas and 62 minutes in Santos scores for Columbus. And that leaves the standings at currently, uh, Columbus crew. Now that we've finished out the top four here, Columbus crew with 31 points, Toronto with 31 points. Orlando with 29 points and Philly with 28 points. So really, if the Union had beat Toronto, they would be tied with Crew on on points, but less. Uh, they would have less goal differential if we go by that anymore. I don't know. MLS keeps changing that. Um, oh, you know what? We were just talking about how bad Miami is, but they're still above DC United. So that's how bad DC is being this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's... Oh man. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's the top. That's the top four for the supporter shield. If you look at supporter shields, Columbus, Toronto, Orlando, Philly, and it gets to fifth place before we get any uh, West teams in the supporter shield race here. And that Seattle Sounders is um, in fifth place for the supporter shield. They have a game in hand though. And that's who we're talking about next. Seattle Sounders win 3-1 to one over Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, Polo scores for Seattle 46 minutes in. Then there's uh, 53 minutes in. There's an own goal from Godoy to give Seattle a 2-0 lead. Then Rui Diaz scores 58 minutes in to make it a 3-0 lead. And then former Seattle Sounder Freddie Montero scores a penalty kick for Vancouver 65 minutes in. To make it 3-1, and then 68 minutes, and there's a red card for Vancouver. Janio Bikel gets a red card. Um, so it could have been worse. Could have been worse for Vancouver here with the red. <laughs> but uh, Seattle is just... Uh, I, I love watching them play. They're, they're a high-scoring team. They got Jordan Mores, uh, Rui Diaz. They're just, they're just fun to watch. Um, you know, uh, they're the ones that kind of got me into MLS back in 2009, where I started thinking, hey, I'm going to probably watch this league a lot more. And then the next year, Union joined, and I was like, this is the perfect time to join following a team here. So, um, yeah, so Seattle still have a game in hand, too, it looks like, to uh, maybe get a little higher in those Supporter Shield standings. 
then the last game of Saturday. That's right. All these games were on Saturday. The last game of Saturday was San Jose Earthquakes 2, LA Galaxy 1. Is the Galaxy still just can't get anything going? Sebastian Legette scores four minutes in to give LA hope. And then San Jose, who has been god-awful this season, giving up seven goals against, uh, I think, a few teams, uh, scores twice, Lopez, and then Rio scores a penalty in the 82nd minute to give San Jose Earthquakes the lead. Now, Rich, when we started watching MLS, the LA Galaxy were top of the world, top of the league, Beckham, Donovan, Robbie Keane, what is going on with LA Galaxy? They got Chicharito, but still nothing really going their way. Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I like I remember like the teams that were big, like they're not doing so well. Like the, like when mm-hmm. we entered DC United was up there, and now yeah. they're falling by the wayside. LA and same thing with LA Galaxy in the West. It's like I don't know what's going on. It's I'm perplexed. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> it's very perplexing now on uh, what is going on there. I think it's coaching. You know, uh, Bruce Arena left them. They were still decent. Uh, he left them to coach the USA. And then, uh, you know, they've just they haven't been really good since. Mm. Um. So that's that's it for MLS. There is a Real Salt Lake versus LAFC game that uh, I guess I will record separately after that happens. That's at 9.30 p.m. Uh, but let's talk about some Americans abroad. Lots of action for Americans abroad this week. Giovanni Reina of Borussia Dortmund gets three assists yesterday. Uh and their 4-0 win, so he contributed to three of the four goals. And we also get, uh, well, one, he's only 17 years old, and he's already, you know, probably ahead of, everybody keeps saying he's probably already ahead of where Pulisic was at that age. So just imagine how good this USA team can be once Reyna gets even uh, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Pulisic got subbed in in the 84th minute for Chelsea coming back from his injury from the FA Cup final. Sergino Dest just moved, it's official, from Ajax to Barcelona. So we now have two U.S. men's national team players on Barcelona. We got Conrad De La Fuente. Uh, He is uh, part of their youth system and has been making some appearances in friendlies. And then we got Sergino Dest, who is um, part Dutch, part American. He's uh, decided to represent America. So he is now over there on Barcelona as well. Uh, Anthony Robinson, who just made his move to Fulham this summer, has just debuted a few minutes ago uh, in the Premier League for Fulham, and he had a really great game um, against uh, against Wolves, and uh, they did lose, but you know he played well. Matt Miazga, who's on Chelsea uh, from New York Red Bulls, is moving to Anderlecht on loan. He's been kind of loaned out uh, everywhere since he joined Chelsea. And uh, he's, I don't think, ever represented them in any sort of way other than maybe friendlies. Because I remember, you know, Pulisic is the first American to represent Chelsea. So 
kind of uh kind of just yeah for Miazga he probably should leave Chelsea to be honest it's just don't think he's ever going to get a shot there yeah. Zach Steffen former Columbus crew goalkeeper has debuted for Manchester City he had a clean sheet in the league cup while I was in Florida so good debut for Steffen there and uh Jesse Marsh manager former Red Bull manager has uh, is managing Red Bull Salzburg and he gets them to the Champions League group stage again he's got a pretty tough group though let's talk about this locomotive Moscow all right that, that's all right they can beat them but then Bayern Munich and Atletico Madrid <laughs> so it's going to be really tough for Salzburg to get out of there I think uh, no miracles like last season And uh, the last thing here for Americans Abroad, Juventus versus Napoli. Weston McKinney is on Juventus, but this game is most likely going to be postponed. Napoli has two positive COVID cases, and they said they will not travel. I don't know if that means it's going to get postponed or if they have to forfeit. We'll figure that out, I guess. Um, and if there's an update when I record the, Seattle, uh, the, the Real Salt Lake game and LAFC game stuff, I'll just drop that right into here. But... Uh, yeah, other than that, I think that, that that's most of the action that we've had this weekend. Um, who makes you the most excited here out of these Americans abroad here? Um, you know, uh, when we look at the USA, who did not make the World Cup in 2018, uh, <laughs> we were thinking, oh, our whole youth team is depleted, but now we have all these big... Uh, we have all these youth players, all these young players, at all these big teams. Who excites you the most out of these? Well, obviously Pulisic. He excited me back then, and he still continues to excite me. So I think he, and so he, I think he's like, he'll be good for the future. All, I mean, in Reina, Reina is the same way. He's young and he's doing good for uh, Dortmund or Barisa Dortmund. So. Those are two players that I am really looking forward to, and let's just hope let's just hope we can qualify for this World Cup. That's all I want. Yeah, I know what you mean. Can you imagine if you know we make Qatar 2022? That is supposed to be in uh, the November December time period, so we could be playing on Thanksgiving or Black Friday around the holidays. Uh, watching these young players, uh, you know, hopefully uh, go far in this uh, upcoming World Cup. And like you said, we got Reyna, you know, uh, at Dortmund. We got Pulisic. Uh, both of them are very exciting. Um, but also I would say I'm very excited about uh, Sergino Dest as well because of just the fact that we have somebody playing at one of the top clubs at Barcelona you know, in the Liga is is very exciting as well. We do have Conrad De La Fuente there, as I said earlier, but he's, you know, he hasn't really broken into that side. Uh, so hopefully with the money that Barcelona shelled out for Sergino Dest that he gets to play. Um, but I do want to thank Rich for coming on, and we're going to let him go, and we're going to start talking about uh, some USL stuff. Uh, before we close this up, and we're going to look ahead to some of the upcoming MLS matches midweek. 
So uh, let's us take a break right now and then we'll get to it. Hello, we'll be right back to more soccer talk. But first, you guys a fan of NBC's Superstore? It's a great comedy created by Justin Spitzer who wrote for, guess what? One of the biggest shows of all time, The Office. And he has a show that's all about working in retail. Uh, Superstore is based at a store called Cloud9, which is sort of like a Walmart Superstore. But guess what? I have a podcast about it. It's called The Break Room. Me, myself, Jordan Wiegand, breaks down every episode with my fantastic co-host, Casey McGeorge and Aylan Rowland, and sometimes DJ Unlio, uh, who edits and produces the podcast. We have great cast interviews as well. We've gotten the great Colton Dunn on our show, who plays Garrett. We have had Danny Gura, who plays Elias. We have had Kelly Schumann, who has played Justine fantastically. We've had Amir Karangi, who has played Saeed. We have had some great guests uh, on our show. We're hoping to have some more eventually. But the new season of Superstore starts on, I believe, October 29th on NBC, and we will be breaking it down episode by episode as they air, all on The Break Room. Just search us on your Apple podcast. We are on pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello, and we are back from our break. And uh, now I'm recording separately, uh, so we'll catch up on some of the stuff that's happened after we've recorded this morning. One of those things that has happened, uh, we had two huge uh, U.S. men's uh, uh, big things happen uh, today. Uh, One is Chris Richards, who plays for Bayern Munich, uh, U.S. men's national team player, made his first start. Uh, He's come off the bench a few times earlier this season. Today he gets the start. He he actually assists uh, Robert Lewandowski for what turns out to be, uh, I believe, the game-winning goal. So uh, pretty good uh, for Chris Richards there. Um, You know, what an incredible moment for, for U.S. soccer and for him as well. Um, and then we also had, uh, as we were just talking about with Rich, Serginio Dest, Barcelona shelled out some cash for him, and he came in as a substitute, and, uh, you know, uh, he, he did okay, uh, I think the game still finished, uh, 1-1, um, but, uh, you know, other than that, uh, not, not bad for this week, and like we said before, um, when it comes to Juventus and Napoli, uh, that game I believe is officially postponed. Actually, here we go. Just update it. Juventus is going to be awarded a forfeit win after Napoli don't show up. Uh, I think this is harsh. It's going to say, uh, oh, okay. Here, here's an update. It says that the decision to award Juventus a forfeit win will be taken on Tuesday. So, not official yet. Looks like on Tuesday is when Syria A would decide if they get the forfeit win for, you know, Weston McKinney's side. All right, moving on. I did mention 
earlier in the show that there was a Real Salt Lake LAFC game that was going to be going on. Now I am recording this bit after that game has happened. Uh, so LAFC looked a lot like their old self. Uh, they end up beating Real Salt Lake, and that one uh, has 22nd minute BWP. Bradley Wright Phillips scores. Uh, 27th minute Diego Rossi scores. And then in the 59th minute, Brian Rodriguez scores, assisted by BWP. And in the 64th minute, Marcelo Silva scores for RSL. So that game finishes 3-1 LAFC as they get right back on track after a disastrous return of the season after MLS's back tournament. But let's get into it. I kind of teased it a little bit beforehand. USL talk here. On the show, we had two games on October 3rd. Oh, no, we had more than that. Yeah, why did it only show two? Okay. We had a lot of games, uh, as as I mentioned on our first preview show here. Charlotte Independence wins 1-0 over North Carolina FC. Pittsburgh Riverhounds, unfortunately, beat Philadelphia Union 2-2-1. Louisville FC beat Sporting Kansas City 2-2-1. St. Louis FC beat Indy 11-2-1. Tampa Bay Rowdies lose to the Charleston Battery 2-1. Uh, you can kind of guess what scoreline is the most frequent here. FC Tulsa 2-0 over Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC. Memphis 901 3-1 over Birmingham Legion. I love that crest. I really want to get some Legion merch. It looks really great. Same with Memphis, actually. Uh, Rio Grande Valley FC 4-2 uh, over OKC Energy. Tacoma Defiance loses to Reno 1868, 1-2. Las Vegas Lights FC lose 2-4 to Orange County SC. Phoenix Ryzen beat LA Galaxy 2, 4-1. And Sacramento Republic win 4-0 over Portland Timbers 2. Um, there's two games so far today at the time of recording. Real Monarchs SLC lose to El Paso Locomotive 4-0. Austin Bold beat San Antonio FC 2-1. And still upcoming New York Red Bulls um, 2 versus Hartford Athletic and Miami FC versus Atlanta United 2. Um, one of the teams that we, oh, oh, yeah, the San Diego Loyal game against Phoenix Rising, uh, that took place on September 30th was abandoned. Um, and we're going to get into that. That's one of the things I want to talk about that's been making the rounds. I don't see that San Diego is scheduled for another match here, um, Yeah, it looks like the next time they were going to play is October 10th, but I don't know if that's still going to go through. So for people that don't know, USL Championship is going through a group stage right now. San Diego, uh, Loyal, we're in position that they could go ahead and maybe make it through to the next round. Um, they were playing LA Galaxy 2 uh, a few days ago on September 23rd, and that game finished 1-1. And one of their players was racially abused. So, uh, you know, Phoenix Rising FC and um, San Diego Loyal 
had decided that they were going to, um, uh, you know, in the 70, where is it here? In, in the 71st minute of their game, they were going to hold up a sign that says, I will speak, I will act, trying to get to, you know, going over, uh, the, you know, to, to show unity. Uh, because as uh, Landon Donovan, who is their manager, um, would say is, you know, what's the point of, 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 you know, doing all these motions if you're not actually going to act? And uh, boy, do they act because uh, they're winning 3-1 to one right before halftime. Colin Martin gets a red card. Uh, he is an openly, openly gay midfielder, and he gets called uh, a homophobic slur by a Phoenix player um and uh they go into halftime they decide they do not want to continue uh the game and uh and it's aborted um and i think uh, here's what landon donovan had to say here uh if we're going to say that if we're going to wear armbands if we're going to wear rainbow colored during June and BLM armbands and kneel before the games, that's great. But when the real moment comes and we don't act, then we're all complicit. Uh, so had the loyal, here's what um, <coughs> San Diego or one of the uh, CBS uh, uh, news websites said, had the loyal continued with Wednesday night's match and won, there was a good chance they would have made the playoffs and now their season is over. Um, so... Uh, they did release a statement, um, and the statement that they have re released was done on uh, just yesterday. We've received a f affirmation and an outpouring of support following our actions these last two matches. We're humbled and gratified, but we have seen expressions of hatred towards Phoenix Rising, their head coach Rich Chance, and their player Junior, Junior Flemings which have no place in our sport as well as our society. We do not want to see players and coaches that love the sport as much as we do bullied and their reputation sullied by unfortunate lapses of judgments when fueled by passion and competition. We do not endorse a player being terminated by the club, but rather given an opportunity to learn from their mistake through league punishment protocols and most importantly, the support of their club. We believe in second chances and look forward to working with Phoenix Rising on productive ways we can forgive, educate, and grow from these moments. We support, we will speak, we will act, and we will seek to forgive, educate, and inspire. The purpose of our stand was to raise awareness, spread love, and eliminate hate in all forms. We ask those who support our stand to please be respectful with Junior Flemings, Rich Chance, and the entire Phoenix Rising uh, FC organization. Threats of any nature are not the solution. We look forward to working with Phoenix Rising and the USL to make our game a safe and inclusive environment for all. So that is San Diego Loyal, who is, uh, you know, coached by U.S. men's national team and MLS soccer legend Landon Donovan. He's also the co-owner. Um, so, uh, it's a pretty big move when you give up. Now, this is their inaugural season. They were chasing for a playoff spot. They gave that up in order to, you know, make a stand. And uh, that's that's very noble. And uh, that's the only way this stuff is going to stop, you know. Because let's say, you know, I think they have fans in the USL right now too. So if, um, you know, the fans are going to be upset that their player 
use the slur because then that means that the game gets abandoned. You know, they, they walk off, um, you know, it, it's whatever. Um, if that stuff starts happening more, then, then the fans are going to turn on the players that are doing these things, and it's the only way you can make a change uh, because fines don't really help. Uh, you know, the whole end racism, say no to racism, FIFA movements, and all that stuff doesn't seem to help because it's not just USL. It is worldwide. For whatever reason, this sport has a very big problem with racism and and uh, and slurs against uh, all types of people. And, that, and that's a problem. And I'm not sure why it is, you know, because we have the NFL, we have MLB, we have... Um, you know, NHL and NBA, and none of those leagues really have this problem of, none of those sports really over here have that problem of, oh, this person said this to me, this person said that to me. But it happens in soccer all the time, not just here, like I said. It happens overseas, it happens in international matches, it happens in USL, it happens in MLS, it happens apparently, you know, Premier League, Syria, you know, Syria is really bad with it. You know, Lukaku's been abused a lot. And and it's just kind of hard to realize where this is why this is always an issue uh in this sport particularly. Uh, I'm not sure if it's because of these different cultures from all of, you know, like typically with NBA and with with MLB and with uh, you know, NFL, they're all players from America, so we usually don't have that problem in our sports. I don't know if it's because of these different cultures where uh, maybe uh, that is more common somewhere else, so uh, they say it here and we don't take it, or, you know, you know I don't, I'm not really sure, because like I said, you have it in every league, so I'm not really sure why this is always an issue, but it's always an issue. So uh, the next thing that we're going to talk about as we leave San Diego Loyal alone here is we're going to go ahead and look at uh, the MLS upcoming games. So we have a lot of games midweek here. So uh, October 6th, Nashville SC versus Minnesota United. That game is at 8.30, and uh, that's the only game of the day there. October 7th, which is, uh, I believe, Wednesday. Yep, Wednesday we have Atlanta United versus Orlando City at 7 o'clock. We got New York Red Bulls versus Inter Miami CF at 7 o'clock. We have Columbus Crew at 7.30 against Montreal Impact. New England Revolution versus Toronto FC at 7.30. The Philadelphia Union try to climb the Supporter Shield rankings again at 7.30 against FC Cincinnati. Houston Dynamo at 8 o'clock against FC Dallas. New York City FC at 8 o'clock against DC United. Sporting Kansas City at 8.30 against Chicago Fire. Colorado Rapids at 9 o'clock against LAFC. Uh, Seattle FC at 10 o'clock Eastern Time against Real Salt Lake. LA Galaxy at 10.30 Eastern Time against Portland Timbers. San Jose Earthquakes against Vancouver Whitecaps at 
3.30 Eastern time as well. Uh, we have, you know, Saturday and Sunday games as well, but I'll probably do an episode sometime between those, uh, after those matches and look ahead at the following matches. Um, as we get closer to, you know, the end of this, uh, bizarre MLS season. So really looking forward to it. Um, especially as a union fan with how good they've been playing this year. It is very amazing to see what's going on with this team. But uh, I think that about wraps us up for today. I hope everybody has a great, safe weekend. And uh, we will catch you all, like I said, probably midweek to break down those midweek MLS games and take a look ahead at the weekend matches. Thank you. Throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show, presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.